Welcome to Presence of Mind, the podcast where we talk about mental health, wellness, and life lessons. I'm your host, Jesse Brar, and here are some presents from my mind to yours. The most important thing to know about mental health is that it exists and that we all struggle sometimes. And I think second most important would be to know that if you are struggling, help is available and there's many different ways you can get it. I think one of the things I struggled with when I uh, first started having issues with my mental health was I had no idea where to turn to and I didn't know what type of help I needed. I had heard about therapy, I had heard about taking medication, and I tried both of those things, but uh, it, t- it was a really hard cycle of trial and error to figure out what actually worked for me. And that's one of the things with mental health is that there is no one-size-fits-all answer. It really depends on what you're going through and what your situation is. And like I said before, mental health is a continuum. So we all have good days, we all have bad days, and depending on where we are on that spectrum, that can really help dictate what type of help we're looking for. So taking that kind of concept in mind and putting that together, Dr. Peter Cornish of Memorial University in Newfoundland actually adopted this model called Stepped Care and created Stepped Care 2.0. So this model of Stepped Care 2.0 really talks about how you can find help for yourself depending on where you are at in that mental health spectrum. So I'll put a link to um, Peter Cornish's Stepped Care 2.0 model as well, but you can also check out BC Emergency Health Services. I'll put a link in the bio and you can look there for the mental health continuum model. And it has a really great kind of set of terms that you can look under, whether you're healthy, reacting, injured or ill, and it can kind of help you see what you might need in that moment. And so the way stepped care works is it's figuring out where you are on that mental health continuum and then finding the resources that will work best for you. What's gonna work for me isn't necessarily gonna work for my best friend or the other people around me. And really it's about figuring out what works best for you and sticking to that. So in this kind of stepped care model, the first section is really about informational self-directed help. So when you're doing well, just because you're healthy doesn't mean that you should neglect your self-care. It means that you should be upkeeping it, you should be learning about mental health, learning about different things that go on in your life, understanding yourself. And one of the things I like doing is a self check-in of just seeing where my mind is at and how I'm feeling. As well, if you're keeping up your mental health literacy, you'll be able to recognize when you might be struggling and so you can intervene sooner. Step two in the stepped care model is interactive self-directed help. So this is really doing kind of self-help on your own with the assistance of some tools. So if anyone's heard of cognitive behavioral therapy manuals, these are manuals that help you do CBT on your own. So it'll take you through worksheets and ask you to recognize different things that are going on with you and see what what's going on, how you can change your behavior. And it's really just working through this on your own. So there's a, a lot of different workbooks and worksheets out there. So. I find this kind of stage helpful if you are struggling, if maybe there's a lot of stressors going on and you just kind of need to work through through things on your own. Journaling is also very similar. It's a tactic a lot of people use is writing out your thoughts and just really taking the time to understand what's going on in your life. 
and then analyzing it from a critical perspective. Step three is reaching out to family and peer support. So say that you are struggling a little bit. You've had a really stressful time at work. Maybe you're going through a breakup. You might be grieving. These are all things you can lean on the people around you for. Leaning on your family, talking to your friends, really just getting a chance to talk about your feelings. Talking about your feelings goes a long way. This is something I think I've said in my last episode as well, but once you get it out of your head, it makes it a little more tangible and a little more easier to deal with. So there's a lot of different places you could reach out for help. One of the other things of reaching out for peer support is also there are a lot of helplines. I know there's one called Crisis Text Line in both Canada, US, UK, and Ireland. And you can text the support line and you can talk to a certified peer support specialist. And they're there to just literally listen to what's going on. I know sometimes it can be hard to talk to our friends or family just because we're afraid of what they might think or we're just not comfortable. But helplines like that, especially the texting services, the peer support lines, they're great to kind of just get a chance to talk to someone about what's going on and just have someone who's there to listen. And it really does make a lot of a difference. Step four is workshops. So workshops are still education-based, but it's a little more interactive and it allows you the chance to understand different points of view and hear from other people as well. So I've done a lot of workshops. I've held a lot of workshops of just how mental health interacts with our daily lives. I remember one of my favorite ones was actually a workshop I held with a group called Ladlian, where I worked with uh, elderly women and their granddaughters to talk about how they understood mental health. So this was just teaching a lot of them um, just the language around what mental health is. And it's basically community-based mental health promotion. It gives you a chance to interact with people. And if you are struggling, hearing other people's stories can help create that sense of calm because you understand that you're not going through this alone and there are people around you who can help. Step five is guided self-help. So similar to what we talked about with the worksheets, but a little more involved. So these are um, blended models that bring in doing the worksheets, but you also have a kind of like a counselor or a mentor who helps you through that. Someone you can bounce your ideas off of and you can talk to and figure out what's going on in your life. And so it's not just kind of sitting with your thoughts alone, but having someone you can reflect those thoughts onto and you, they can help you understand things that you might have missed as well. So this is maybe if you are struggling for a little bit longer and you want an outside perspective of, as well, this is a great way to go. Step six is intensive group therapy. So group therapy is really, really amazing. It's one of those things that I initially was super scared about because it sounds really scary to go and talk to a group of strangers about what's going on. But again, it's one of those things where, where it allows other people's perspectives and you get to hear other people's stories and you get to understand that you aren't alone. And just because you're struggling now doesn't mean it'll be like this forever. One of the things that I found really inspiring about group therapy is when you hear someone else's success story, you hear how they overcame the hurdles, how they got to where they are and how they're doing better and helps ignite that hope. Step seven is individual programming. So individual programming is basically working with a mental health individual. So talk therapy, 
Um, as well, one thing that I actually really recommend is, again, helplines, but these are a little different. So if you've ever heard of something like Kids Help Phone or Good to Talk, these are helplines that have professional counselors on the other end. So it's one-off sessions. It's kind of like a walk-in clinic. So you can either go into um, walk-in clinics for mental health. There are a bunch in the Toronto area, and I'm sure if you search for them in your area as well, you can find them but as well phone lines where you can call in. It's a one-off therapy session. You can talk to them about what's going on. And as well, kind of going into step eight is chronic care and spe specialist consultation. So this is doing talk therapy or doing therapies, but over an extended period of time. So if you do find that you are struggling, it's been going on for a while and you feel like you have a lot to unpack or that you want to continue to talk to someone, this is a really great choice. And I think one of the things people get confused with is this is where you basically have to get a doctor to intervene. We know there are more than a few different types of doctors out there, but the three mains, um, we know there are more than a few different doctors out there, but the three main type I think that coincide most with mental health issues and dealing with kind of ongoing um, check-ins, I would say are our family doctors, psychologists, and psychiatrists. And it can be a little confusing to figure out which one you want. So it really just depends what you're looking for. A family doctor is a great start of, if you haven't consulted someone before, this is kind of new to you, you can consult with your family doctor and let them know some of your basic symptoms and they'll be able to give you a better idea. Your family doctor can also prescribe medicine. So if it is something that you want immediate attention to, that's someone you can reach out to. A psychologist is synonymous with a therapist. So this is someone you go to for talk therapy. You can sit down, they're there to listen to you. They have studied for years on different methods of working through therapies. And there are different specialized psychologists as well. So if, depending on what you're going to, there might be someone who's trauma-focused, there might be someone who's depression and anxiety-focused, mood disorder-focused. So if you're looking some, for someone to talk to, take a look around. Make sure you find someone who is understanding of what your situation is. There's general ones as well. Um, as well, I'll talk in a later episode about my... Um, experience with therapy but it's important to realize that finding a therapist is kind of like finding a friend you talk to a lot of people some of them you'll vibe with some of you, them you won't and then suddenly you'll find one that you're like this is just my person this just works this just fits and then it makes sense so unfortunately psychology is kind of like that as well is people come with their own implicit biases people are raised differently people have gone to different schooling and the way they've interacted with the world all informs how they conduct therapy. So it's okay if you go to a therapist and you're like, you know what, that just really didn't feel right. Like it didn't feel like they understood me and then you want to try someone else. It can be a really annoying process, but once you do find someone who understands you and you feel comfortable with and you can talk to, it really does make a difference. And the final type of doctor is a psychiatrist. So this is someone who is specialized in looking at different mental health issues and mental health disorders and can prescribe medicine as well. 
One of the things I want to talk about medicine, again, this is something I'll dive into my experience about in a later episode, but medicine is also trial and error. Because all of our biochemistry is different from person to person and the experiences we've been through and the brain just being as complicated as it is, the first drug you're given may not work for you. So one, it's hard. You have to kind of give it some time to take effect, but it is also trial and error. And if you feel like it's not working or you feel like it's causing too many negative side effects, you can always go back to your psychiatrist and get something else that might work better. And with all of the doctors, the reason this fits into kind of chronic care and specialist consultation is because it is an ongoing process. It takes some time to unpack these things. It takes some time to go to therapy and figure out what are your triggers, what are your traumas, how does this all come together. Same with medicine, like I said, it's trial and error. So it does take a period of time and it's making sure that you allow yourself that time to give it a fair chance. Step nine is acute care and navigating systems and case management. So this is working with kind of a little mix of whatever is working for you. So having some case management with a psychologist or a psychiatrist, working on group therapy, it's really creating a complex structure that's specific to you and makes the most effective outcome for yourself. This of course happens with a lot of people who have struggled with mental illness for a very long time and it also fluctuates. I think one of the things to recognize is like we said, mental health is on a continuum. Sometimes we're healthy, sometimes we're struggling and it's important to see where we need help and how we need it. It's not always gonna be the same. Sometimes we'll be doing better. For a lot of people who are struggling with mental illness, you, start, you may start off needing more chronic care, maybe navigating some of the systems, but as you learn more about yourself and you learn more about how those systems work, it does become a little easier and you are able to basically do things that are more self-help oriented. And there's so many different ways you can find help. So I just kind of went through the stepped care model and the basics of it, but there's a number of ways. And I think one of the things to recognize is whatever works for you is okay. As long as you're being safe, as long as you're being healthy, that's fine. For me, a lot of it was, like I said, I started off, I took medication, I tried therapy. And as I learned more about myself, I started to do more self-help related things and for me dance was something that was very therapeutic that was kind of my way of self-help was engaging in dance engaging in creative activities for other people there's various art therapies music therapy there's so many different things out there that could work for you a lot of people use yoga or physical therapy it's a complicated system out there and it really is about trying different things and finding the regimen that works for you we are all individuals, and so what works for us is also very individualistic. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Presence of Mind. If you have something that you would like covered or you'd like to learn more about, you can send a DM on Instagram to at Brar. that's at J-E-S-S-I-E-E-B-R-A-R, or leave a voice note on our Anchor page. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for our next episode.